Welcome, welcome, welcome to Maniacal Music Musings once again. Your favorite musers are back. I'm your host, Jeremy, as always. And life's been good to me lately. I got that midnight control when I smoke some indigo, you know. I have to say, though, my lady, she's a bit dangerous, but she's down for life. But that's why I love her. But she wants more than just a little thing, so might have to be a love loss pretty soon. Just going to put that out there. My co-host, though. Let me throw some shade at him. You make me listen to this time stretch of music that could have been one fucking minute long. Lucky I don't blast off your ass to El Dorado and then back home, motherfucker. It's closing time for this intro, so as Kel says, oh, here we go with this shit that Chancey brought once again. And we are back. Hi. Hey everyone. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, that's that's right. Chanty, explain why you do that. I mean, he always goes on these tangents, and it's like, okay, so what kind of clever thing am I supposed to come up with after all this? And then it's usually I'm just like, hi. Well, well I mean, he used just about every song title we're going to be discussing today. So, like, where do you even go from there? You know, no, I did. I did not this week. I did not this week. Last week I did. Last week I used every freaking yeah. song title. But just because it all fit, but it's you know you gotta make sentences, and sometimes it's just not as easy with some song titles. But <laughs> we are back, and of course we have a guest as always that to promote something and to bring us some new music we never heard of before. And this week I am very proud to say of that. And our guest this week is Gerard Longo, founder Hi. and CEO of the Underground Music Collective, or UMC. How's it going, Gerard? It's going well, going well. Uh, just you know, uh, you know, doing some first half reflection right now, gearing up for the second half of the year, and just uh, locking and loaded, ready to go. You know, so just you know, another another day in paradise here. How you doing? Eh, it's paradise, all right. I don't know what kind of paradise, but it's paradise. But let me ask you this though, because I'm, I'm kind of, I think you're the first actual founder and or CEO of a label we ever had on. So what led you down that path? Because I'm kind of curious how someone gets there. Right. So I guess Underground Music Collective to start, you know, we're not necessarily, you know, a label per se. We're more of a resource. You know, you know we, we started, we actually started with my podcast, which is known as the Quinn Spin, Two Ends and Quinn, Two Ends and Spin. That started 10 years ago next month. Um, and I, I, I semi-joke, although I might be serious, I'm going to write a book that's titled Completely by Accident, How I Stumbled into the Music Industry. Because when I started the podcast, it was just an outlet from corporate America. You know, I had done college radio. The Quinn was my pseudonym in college. The Quinn Spin was my show in college. And I'm like, I'm going to restart this thing. It was pretty cool. We always had people tuning in back then, you know, even if, even if it was just 10 or 15 of my friends, you know. And so... I restarted it and, you know, long story short, that first run, you know, lasted two years and I had a bunch of community theater friends join me as co-hosts. We put on events. We had guests from all over the world. You know, we had just found via the Internet through Reverb Nation and other means. And it led me into the industry, you know, and it led me to a point where I became really passionate about the journey of the independent musician and just the independent creative as a whole you know, having become one uh, in that process. And so from there, moved out to Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, from New Jersey, where I 
started Lehigh Valley Underground, which is the blog uh, component that you, is now Underground Music Collective that you know and love today. And of course, the podcast still being an element of this, you know, we were a regional publication serving that area of Eastern Pennsylvania. And we, you know, we, we did a lot there. You know, we, we integrated ourselves into the scene. You know, we won local awards. We were putting on events. We were part of festivals in 2016, 2017, 2018. Then the end of 2018 started to think bigger and started to think, hmm, where else can I take this thing? You know, and I wanted to go to a music market and I wanted to learn about the industry and Nashville came calling. And in November, 2018, I just did your classic moving to Nashville story, just packed up whatever would fit my car and drove 800 plus miles. And a few weeks before that, we rebranded as underground music collective, which we've been ever since. And so of course, you know, we had the blog, you know, we still do that to this day. You know, we write reviews, features, the Quinn spin gets repurposed as a blog post where you can watch or listen, but also we've really leaned in a lot more to the educational component of the industry. We have a Wednesday wisdom series where we have an industry expert share their insights into the industry and their experiences. Uh, we have done a bunch of virtual panels earlier this year. We're going to be restarting that up and we launched a coaching program as well uh, for artists and creatives in the industry who want to shore up the foundation of what they're doing and really be pointed in a direction that's in line with their values. And that's, you know, that allows them to set goals that are in line with the direction that they're truly trying to go that allows them to connect with their audience authentically. Right. And so there's a lot within this ecosystem uh, that's developed, that is developing. Uh, you know, I said at the top of the show, you know, just reloading for the second half of 2023, because I think it's important, you know, I'm currently, you know, kind of mapping out the structure of things going forward to make it make more sense for where we've come and more importantly, where we're going. And it's just been such I mean, the past 10 years since I started the podcast, it's been such an unbelievable ride and, you know, one that I'm certainly fortunate to be on. And I look forward to continuing for years to come. Well, 10 years. I mean, that's that's the dream. If me and Chancey are doing this in nine years from now, it'll be 10 years. And at that point, if we can get some artists on, like Insane Clown Posse or any uh, number of artists, I mean, any, any, any big artist we can get on that's actually... Like, you know, no, but we've had plenty of artists who are great and their music is actually amazing, but they're underground, which is kind of your specialty. Yeah. So mm -hmm. Kind of blends yeah. in, kind of, but we'd be nice to get some uh, mainstream artists. I mean, I don't want no Taylor Swift on here, but still, <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. I already had to do that one. I already did do that twice on this show, and I'm good on that. Good on that. But, all right. What album did you bring us, and why'd you pick it? I brought uh, Midnight Control from Dirty Heads, uh, which they actually just released a deluxe edition of that album uh, this past Friday as a recording. But we're just going to go with the standard 10 tracks, uh, the, the, the album they released last August. And it's their most recent. And I picked it because, you know, once in a while, you know, once every decade or so, you just have one of those albums that just hits you a flush, just hits you immediately. Like every song on it just... Drunk as shit on a pirate ship in some shackles and a brig with a couple crack ribs. Thinking, son of a bitch, how'd I get in a sitch? Oh, yeah, rumming the witch. How could I forget? Yeah, I'd make a deal to never really reveal the X marks the spot, but fuck what they thought. I am what they're not. I take the whole pot, leave them on a rod, 
then come out on top Alright, escape plan is nigh The ship creaks in size I hide from the light The key's on his side I had to take his life So I could take flight And in this tonight I made it to the sand On a moonlit night Saw a shadow of a man So I knew I had to fight I wait for the lull I brace for the pull Of knife against knife And skull against skull Sail off, I'm high again Stuck on our island Skeletons are all that I know Tell my time will end I'll light that torch again Goodbye to the island glow you know, is, is appropriate for the moment you're, you're on, on, on your journey. Right. And then I can think of two albums in my life that have done that for me. It's this one. And back in 2009, our lady pieces burn, burn. But I picked this one because it's the more recent of the two. Uh, it was just released 2022. And I just, I love what those guys are doing, you know, and they're just relentlessly creative. You know, they started, of course, a lot of people know them as like this reggae rock band, but at this point they're touching just about every genre there is, you know, and it's, it's really exciting to, you know, they're almost 20 years in to hear them continue to develop their sound. And I think that really comes through on a lot of these tracks and they did a lot of new and interesting things here. Uh, and again, you know, just thematically, you know, these songs really resonate and they resonated when they, dropped last year and they still do in a lot of ways so um just that's uh that's that's my explanation and i'm sticking to it (laughs) (laughs) it's a good explanation it is and yeah well okay i'm gonna let chancy go first to his review of it because i'm i'll I'll do my last i got a surprise i'm gonna hear almost but chancy what did you think of dirty heads album i had actually heard of the dirty heads uh back in their like reggae era if you will and i kind of feel like i shot myself in the foot because when we get to why my album uh i also wish i'd have known you know the guests we'd have been having on because i wouldn't have went with my usual go-to <laughs> but i i really quite enjoyed the the change because like i was kind of expecting it to be the dirty heads that i'd already known that all my friends were into and I was like, you know what? This is actually this is actually a lot different. This is actually pretty neat. And uh, it was very easy for me to come up with a, with a five that stood out to me as like solid. Not like to to say the rest of them weren't solid, but the five that I have solidly stuck out to me. All right. Well, let me put it this way: I may have found a new favorite band. I really might have because I was literally sitting at work today, listening to this in between calls, and I was just. Like head banging everything at my desk, I probably look like, I probably look like a damn fool. But I was freaking enjoying the hell out of this whole CD. Like there literally was not one track I did not like in the CD. I and it made, made my pick even better because it just matched up perfectly. But yeah, so I mean, I mm, I I love the CD. I mean, I I really have to go check out some of their other stuff now, and we might have to do a Dirty Heads bracket on the show eventually because that we do we do brackets every month in the show for an artist. So. We might have to do a Dirty Heads bracket somewhere down the road. We'll see. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Supermoon's yeah. another great album. The one before this, it, that was my favorite of theirs before this one. So, um, mm. you know, if you're looking for a follow up, go back to Supermoon. Really good mm. songwriting. I will definitely be checking out a lot of their albums over the next few weeks, I'm sure. Oh, okay. In a few weeks, I should say, because we got a busy couple weeks ahead of us on the show. <laughs> <But> <laughs> yeah, yeah, as Chancey has got out tonight, that's not an understatement. But, all right. Uh, well, 
what were your top five on that album, Gerard? Or and like I said, you can bring honorable mentions because I know you had a little bit of a hard time picking the last few. <laughs> yeah, you know, like I said, it is interesting because like this is an album where every track hit, you know, and when it first released, like it's also one of those albums where my favorite kind of changed a little bit, you know, as I go. But I think you know it's been out almost a year, and I'm pretty solid on my favorite song on this album, and perhaps of all time being Indigo. Indigo, it's like this policey kind of vibe. And really what it is, you know, to me, though, is the message. It's the message of, you know, being a change maker, being somebody who lights the way forward and creates something new for others. And I, you know, it just resonates so much because so far in 2023, you know, what we've been doing at UMC has been really trying to set the table for change in the music industry to create our own industry within this whole ecosystem. Right. And so that message there, the, so many of the lyrics just pop out to me, you know, it's, it's just so powerful. You know, it, it's tremendously powerful. There's that one line in the first verse. Um, I see uh, the, I'm going to botch this, but I see something beautiful inside a grain of sand. I see the usefulness of something and I take a stand. And to me, like, that grain of sand, you know, is that point of singularity of, you know, that I can relate to, you know, in terms of starting the podcast and watching everything grow from there and watching this whole community we've created internationally, you know, so it really just, you know, that song really hits me hard, you know, and it's, it's just a banger, you know, it's just a straight up banger. It's, it's my favorite song on the album. And again, maybe of all time, you know, for all of those reasons. Um, so number two, my number two is shade. And shade represents inner peace. Shade represents, you know, all the stresses, all the worries that you have and being able to just let them go for a moment and understand that you're exactly where you're supposed to be. It is just this serene soundscape. And it was, it came to me again at a time where like, you know, last summer going into last fall, we're like, I was glad to have arrived to a place like that in my life where I just felt the sense of inner peace, the sense of letting go so I could focus on the road ahead. And there's that, uh, there's that line by Duddy in the second verse, all the worries I had never made any sense, all the struggle I found it all started within, but now this peace that I found lights a fire within. And now I feel I'm alive once again. And that's, that was exactly the mood, you know, for me at the end of last summer, you know? So, and then the companion to that is the next track, uh, which is my number three, which is live your life. And, you know, you're on the grind as an entrepreneur. You're, you're constantly going, you're constantly trying to find ways forward, but you have to remember to take time for you. You have to remember to take time for the people you care about and remember what you're doing this for. And that's something that I can often forget. And again, it was just one of those moments to be had, you know, when this album came out and that I just come back to where I'm like, you know what? Okay. This is about something bigger than me you know everything i'm trying to create it's to be able to give back to the people i want to share it with you know and so it, it definitely hits deep there uh number four kind of in that same vein but a little different is little things i just i love those lo-fi jazz chords i again you know it's just you know this understanding that you know okay like we can have these big grandiose ideas we can have these great goals and dreams and aspirations but at the end of the day it's you know, the people close to you, it's the experiences you share that make you who you are and kind of light your way forward. So it's just one of those songs. Again, it's just such a feel good track. You know, it's, it's simple, but you know, it's tastefully simple just the way it needs to be. 
And then number five, I had a I had trouble with number five because I could I could honestly pick about three songs to go into this slot, but I'm gonna go with the title track Midnight Control. It's so different for this band. You know, it's such a different it's almost like this like cool neo soul kind of vibe in the instrumental. And you know, it's just that song about losing yourself in the moment, losing yourself in another person. And you know, not that that's something I really get to do all that often in my life because I'm constantly on the go, but it's just got this cool, like romantic late night vibe. And I just think it's so it's such an interesting new lane for this band. And it's just something that works so well on the album. And I just I just think it's a great tune. So those are my five. I also have to give an honorable mention, though, to Island Glow, just because I think it's one of the most creative moments in the entire catalog. You know, this like battle between these two characters, this whole story, you know, uh, and they're dueling over this treasure and eventually they, you know, both take each other out. But it's a, just this interesting moment, you know, in in the catalog. And, you know, when I first heard that song, it kind of caught me off guard. I wasn't expecting it, but it's definitely become, you know, one that I come back to as well. So that'll be my honorable mention. I mean, again, I could list the whole album. <laughs> as an honorable mention but i'll just give you one so those five so it's indigo shade live your life little things and, and midnight control and then island Go glow is my honorable mention nice nice uh that we got I me mean, we definitely have some in common but that's easy to do and chancy what were your top five and tell me don't stop coughing so Honestly, uh, the guest actually listed all of mine except for Shade. He said Shade. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, number five is Midnight Control. Uh, number four is Island Glow. Uh, number three is Little Things. Uh, number two is Live Your Life. And uh, number one was Indigo. See, that's why is such a gem, and they've never <laughs> played it live. They have not played it live once, and I'm like, "Come on, this is the this is your best song." <laughs> like, that, that's why. Gem. That's why the whole time I'm like, because every time he lists one off, it's like, "Oh, okay, well, that's my number. This, and that's my <laughs> number. This. Well, I guess my list is gonna be pretty short." <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad that we have the same number one. Like that makes my day. I know. I was like, what? Yeah. Yeah. And live your life too. You know? And the one thing I didn't mention about that song is Jared's verse on that. You know, here's a little story about a dude that died one day. Like that is so like, he just runs off with it and just like is able to just wrap it all up at the end. And it just works, man. Like it's so, I love it. I love it. That, that makes my day. That's amazing. Yeah. It was pretty awesome. Well, well uh, I did something special for this album I haven't done in a long, 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 long time. I pulled the me. And I basically ranked all 10 because I couldn't pick five. There's no way in fucking hell. All right. I, I, literally, by the third song, I'm like, I'm not going to be able to pick a five. I'm not going to be able to pick a five. I, I already can tell this. So, I mean, the first four, just I kind of threw them in the bottom because they were, <laughs> I guess, the... You could say the worst of the best. <laughs> I mean, I guess. Like, they're all amazing, but... Number 10 was Live Your Life. Number 9 was Heavy Water. Number 8 was Shade. Number 7 was Make Me. And then number 6 is when I really started putting thought into it. Like, a lot of thought into it. Because mm -hmm. number, number 6 was Life's Been Good. 
like it's hard to leave when you can't find the door. Like mm-hmm. that line, that line stuck with me because when I was about 20, 21 years old, I was actually at a, my brother's girlfriend's grandparents house, I think it was. And like we were all smoking some weed and shit and like drinking. And I literally got up from the back porch and went to walk in the house and I walked right into a glass door. And I could, I, I, I it, was, it was literally so clean, I couldn't see the door. And I literally walked into it like hard as shit and like fell backwards and shit. So. So that yeah. line gave me a flashback. <laughs> it truly did. It truly did. I haven't thought about that in like at least five or six years. And Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. it brought it right back to my face. So, but Beautiful. number five was El Dorado because I was thinking about the El Dorado movie that Disney did, like the whole time I was listening to it. And like, I was just kind of like hearing them sing the song in the movie and like hearing this one. It's like, it kind of matches up. That's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, you know, it's a sneaky good track, too. And like, for me, it's hidden between all of my other favorites. So it kind of like, you know, it kind of gets lost for me a little bit. But like, it's sneaky good. Like it by itself. It is a it's a great song. Yeah, I, and it is. It really is. But number four for me was Indigo, because it's just an amazing melody and beat all together. Like the lyrics in every freaking song are incredible. Like I <laughs> I, I literally put every song on this album into my like songs on Spotify. So I will be hearing them over and over again. But amazing. Number number three was little things because like you said, that little bit of jazziness and like the trumpets in the background, like that you put some you put some saxophone, you put some trumpets in a freaking song or some flute, and I'm gonna freaking love it. So like especially if it doesn't belong there. Like if it's something that like normally doesn't go together, like it just makes it even better. Mm-hmm. Um number two was Midnight Control. Mainly because of the line, she takes what she wants and I let her. Yeah. <laughs> what a hook. <laughs> uh, it, it, it's a good hook. And it actually remind, it reminds me of a lot of my exes. So, uh, <laughs> Likewise. So. No comment. <laughs> Gold diggers exist, people. Gold diggers exist. But, and then number one was Island Glow. Like, literally, the first song on the CD, it never left the top of the list. Like, it, obviously, it was the first one on the list, but it never left. Was that part of the list because it's just such an amazing song i try to be amicable but you're just an animal like i love that freaking line because that actually reminds me of some stuff my wife is going through right now so like mm-hmm. someone i'm dealing with right now like that's like whenever you try to be a good person in a bad situation and the other person just won't let you like it's just ah you know it's uh so like that line really stuck out to me and that i mean the whole album is just fucking incredible i love yeah. it i love I don't think I loved the album a guest brought this much in a long, long time, unless it was what I already knew. So I love it. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad. And, you know, yeah, I mean, the lyrics, I mean, they're always lyrically strong. You know, this band is just always, they always bring their best and put a lot of thought and care into their lyrics. And musically, like you mentioned with little things, like they do a great job of making things that shouldn't make sense, make sense. Like they're yeah. masters at this point at genre melding. And, you know, I appreciate that so much because I, in my opinion, you know, it's, it's hard to do reggae right and do it over and over and over again, but they didn't stay in just that singular box and they've expanded from there, but they still are able to come back to those roots anytime and incorporate all these different genres, you know? So I think I, yeah, I, they do such a great job of just like bringing it all together and making it make sense, even when it shouldn't. That's one of the most exciting things to me. Well, speaking of doing things that people shouldn't, Fancy, what's the age you bring? I uh, I actually brought uh, Bass Nectar's Time Stretch. 
This is the portion of the episode where normally I would play a clip from Chansey's album. However, due to his album sucking so much ass when we record this episode, I cannot do that in good conscience or good taste. You uncultured swine, Chansey! How dare you try to bring this stuff on our show? This shit. This fucking shit called bass nectar. Stay tuned for better music. And now back to your regular scheduled programming. So... Like I was saying before, if I would have actually known the guest this week, my normal go-to is kind of a twofold thing. So one is kind of trying to make it as difficult for Jeremy as humanly possible. And then also I go to my like list and I'll hit random. And then the first one that shuffles up just kind of gets picked. And after he, after he told me your guys' pick for albums, I just went, I hit shuffle, uh, bass head came up, and I was like, oh, okay. But if I would have known better, I'd have either, I, I mean, I, I was going to go with Sublime, but I felt that would have been a little cliche. And then I was like, well, you know, maybe I could go Daft Punk, but I was like, I can't go against the shuffle. The shuffle has spoken. I kind of, like I said, I wish I'd have known, I wish I'd have known more about the guests this time around, but I usually like going cold. So that way it kind of makes things more interesting and spicy. But, uh, yeah, it was as much of a torture for me as it was for Jeremy, I'm sure. <laughs> or or yourself. I should apologize to you personally more than anything. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty open-minded. I mean, I have to be in my role. But, I mean, I will say, like, electronica has never really been my jam, but I can appreciate it. And I... I tend to appreciate it more when elements of it are inserted into other genres. But with that said, I was able to I was able to come up with a list, although I kind of took a little bit of a, a of a different approach because between two songs in their remixes, you have five songs right there. And right. those ended up being my top five. But anyway, nice. I'll let you <laughs> I'll let you keep. Oh, no, you're good. <laughs> no, 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 you're good. You're good. By all means, continue. Continue your uh, uh, your uh, well, review. Yeah, well, I mean. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Go so ahead. I will say this. Um, of the three, so I have five total between the two songs and the remixes, right? The three bass heads and the two time stretches. And I will say <laughs> my favorite absolutely was the original time stretch. I, I actually yes. I actually really enjoyed that. I really nice. the those tasteful, like spacey kind of elements, you know, like it kind of felt like it should like kind of sci-fi to me, you know. And there was just this like intensity to it as well. Like you're going on some kind of galactic voyage. Um, I felt like the lo-fi remix to that one was still strong, but like I felt like the original was just fuller bodied and just had more of a cosmic sensibility to it. And that's what I really enjoyed about it. Um, and then bass head, I, I ranked the, you know, to round out my top five, I ranked the three bass heads in order and so, <laughs> so i started with spl because i felt like that was the most intense and i felt like you know i feel like electronic music just needs to be intense you know for me to really get into it and then i went you know to the original version uh as number four because it was slightly less intense but still there and then i i went to mrk1 which i appreciated but i felt like it was just like too slow you know what i mean like yeah. i felt like I, I really appreciated the intensity of the spl but i found it interesting how you could like take those three 
ideas, take the song and present it three different ways. Right. And, you know, that definitely take like the nuance to that definitely takes a lot of talent and creativity on the production end. So, uh, but ranked on intensity, I would definitely go SPL, then the original, then MRK one, but both time stretches beat them to me. So that's my top. For sure. Nice. Go ahead, Jeremy. I'm right. I'm ready for your garbage nonsense. Let's go. Yeah, you better stretch. God forbid you pull something. I might. I just fucking might. Because what the fuck did you bring on this show, Chancy? God damn, I need new co It's it's still it's still better. It's still better than the Cottonmouth Kings. I mean, I'm just saying. Oh, shut your mouth, Chancy. If I, it would be like that freaking scene from The Ringer if I literally had the album because it would literally be like. Did you scratch my CD? You're damn right I fucking did. This is trash. But, like, Jesus Christ. Like, if I had a CD player, if I literally had a Walkman, like, back in the 2000s, I would have threw it when I heard this shit. But, fuck. <laughs> it's nice oh to know God. I succeeded in my mission for the week. You truly did. You truly did. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> I'm all for some good techno. Don't get me wrong. Like, give me fucking... <laughs> You could have, if you want to bring that shit, you could have brought the corn album they did with Skrillex. Like that shit was amazing. But I mean, or you could have brought DJ, uh, D- DJ Alligator Projects, blow my whistle CD. Like, fuck, that's all better than this. Like, <laughs> but then it wouldn't have got you in this riled up state that you're in. I mean, that that's content right there. This is gold. What are you talking oh, about? It's gold, but fuck, man. And yes, I have a top four because there's only four real songs in this fucking CD now. <laughs> and I do not. And see, you can't even say anything about my album. You fucking can't say shit because you just set the bar so low. I literally could fucking like crawl over it. Like I'm, about to, I'm about to take my I'm about to take my fucking shirt off. I'm sweating so bad from fucking sweating out of all this shit. <laughs> I, I'm gonna use that line, by the way. You set the bar so low, I can crawl over it. I'm gonna use that line at some point. <laughs> I'm filing that one away for later. <laughs> oh, that was good. Anyway, Woo! Um, but I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I, so, does that wrong. Con- does that conclude your uh, no, your uh, your yet. review? Not yet. I can't. I, I'm too nice a guy. I'm, I'm, too, I'm too nice a guy, so I can't hit on anything completely without at least giving one little compliment for it. It's like when you're. It was short. Bad. It's like when your kids. Are, it's like when your kids are bad, and like you're like you're a horrible kid, and then it's like, but you're creative. But it's like <laughs> a couple, like one or two of these were not horrible to listen to. It just should have been like four fucking minutes shorter, but. It could have literally been a minute long and it would have sounded just as good. But so, yeah, but Chancy, what are your top, where the fuck number you pick for this atro- <laughs> atrocity of an album? I'll put it that way. Um, so, yeah, for number five, it was actually uh, uh, Mark One, Basehead Mark One. Uh, number four was uh, uh, Time Stretch Mark One. Uh, number three was uh, Blast Off. Or no, 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 I'm sorry. SPL. Number two was Blast Off. And then number one was Basehead. I mean, I, th- I, I think you're a Basehead if you're listening to this fucking album, but. <laughs> <laughs> I 
yeah, to end this atrocity of an album, uh, my top my top four were number four was Blast Off because that was just trash. Number three was Here We Go because that was also just trash. <laughs> number two was number two was Basehead, which was decent, and then number one was Time Stretch, which was like the only good song on this whole fucking album. Time Stretch slaps. I like Time it Stretch. Did, it did. It did. Number one. Number one was Time Stretch for that reason because it was. Yeah. I actually when I listened to that, I was like, all right, all right. I'm like, it's a short album. Maybe there's potential. Maybe there's potential. That's actually the only track I listened all the way through to. The, re- the rest of them I listened to, like the first minute, and then I started like skipping through it. Like it sounds the same. It sounds the same. It sounds the same. Okay, I don't need to listen anymore. But like, <laughs> I'm like, no lyrics, no lyrics, no lyrics. Okay, we're good. But it's just, oh my god, dude, you. <laughs> like I listened to this album last, and I'm just happy I listened to it at work. Before, like the, the last five minutes before I left work because I. If I'd listen to this on the way home, I might have fucking crashed my car to end this. Like fuck. There's always, there's it, always it might, next. There's always next albums, buddy. There's always next album. It, it might have broke my fucking speakers. If I put it on my car. I don't fucking know. Like it might have been so hard. My speakers might have committed suicide. But Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> By all oh. means, Jeremy. Delight us with your god awful pick of the week. God awful my ass. My album is actually fucking way better than yours was. Thank you. Way way better. But you know, I mean, that's like that's like you know, really not saying much. I purposefully shot low on this one. Oh, you couldn't you could you couldn't shoot any lower if you're laying on the ground. But 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 yeah, Jesus. Oh my god! I, <laughs> he can't even compose himself to talk about his album, probably because well, he knows how trashy it is. But you know, we'll get well, to it. No, 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 no. But watch, well, okay. Well, first, first things first, Chancy. Read the banner. I don't know why. <laughs> because, because I just had to do it. I had to do it. The shuffle spoke, man. What can I say? I, I, I do as the shuffle commands. Uh, well, you're a slave to the shuffle, and you shouldn't be. Unless it's the electric shuffle, you shouldn't be a slave to it. But but the album I decided to bring this week, because as soon as I started listening to his album, I was like, ooh, I know a band that matches with this perfectly, and, you know, it's just going to throw a little... It's a give chance to a little bit of hemorrhoid, maybe, so I'll have to do it. And the album I decided to bring, which I think is a much better album than the first time I brought this band on a couple weeks ago, uh, my album was Cottonmouth Kings Sunrise Sessions because it's a traditional st- stoner album. Let me talk about a girl that broke my heart. my heart I wish I could say it was just one girl But I got about 13 stars yeah. Any more these days I think I'm gonna treat them like a prostitute All done with a fake face and a fake place On a fake case, yeah, I'm through Then with all the tactics I'ma practice a little bit of that green love Make money, money, smoke that good And chain another honey till they can't get enough Girl, do you want me? Why do you haunt me? Why do they make me feel like flying off the handle? That's because But, and it's 
to me, I mean, I listened to my album and your album, Gerard, while being stoned. So it, it, stone, my stone, my stone went away by the time I got Chance's album, and thank God, because I probably would have went away anyway at that point. But <laughs> I, so I mean, I picked this album because it's just it matched perfectly. It matched perfectly with what I heard the few songs I played fairly quickly of your album to pick mine. And mm-hmm. I mean, I I love the Cottonmouth Kings, and this album is. And I'm actually, this album, I actually appreciate just as much now as I did 10 years ago, unlike the other one I brought on. So, I mean, this album has a lot of just good feels in it. And like yeah. basically a, a song for every mood. That's a great part. But so, I mean, that's why I brought it. I really don't need to go that much in the Cottonmouth Kings that I did a couple weeks ago. And our listeners know who they are by now and how much people <laughs> hate them. But um, <laughs> what did you think of the Cottonmouth Kings, Gerard? Uh, you know, this was an album that I didn't expect to enjoy as much as I did. Um, I wasn't quite sure what to expect. I was vaguely familiar with the Cottonmouth Kings from like when I think it was MTV2 was a thing. And I saw one of their music videos back in like 2001. Um, but I hadn't really followed them. But I, you know, always interested to give it a try. And yeah, I, I enjoy this more than I thought I would. Uh, and yeah, there's there's an interesting genre meld here again. A lot of good feels like you said. Um, I would say, you know, starting, I'll start from the bottom this time. I'll go number well, five. Hold, oh. hold, up, hold up your top five because we got to let uh, Grumpa Puss down there give his review. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I can wait. It's fine. He he can talk oh, about his. I, I, I'm not waiting. I'm not waiting. I'm not waiting. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, it's like a baby. Reg- reg- regular listeners already know my. Uh, my certain feelings for this uh you know i can't even i honestly i don't even know that the uh the english language has a term that would quite encompass the just sheer deplorably awful (laughs) nature of this band i mean if i wanted to listen to middle-aged guys living in the suburbs bitching about their homeowners association and getting stoned every day i would go to fucking des moines and i would sit in the fucking suburbs of west des moines and listen to their garbage bullshit or to pella i could go over to pella and listen to the same damn thing and and you know what i wouldn't have to spend money to do it. it it i could just go there for free and listen to the same garbage nonsense that was encapsulated in whatever recording this horrible thing was. And then mass produced. This went out and was collectively listened to by God knows who. We put people on watch lists for lesser things, for God's sake. See, it's funny because you can't even talk because your album was just trash so like i i do okay so my album might be trash but it may not you know my album at least won't keep me a hundred yards from running from a fucking playground shit man it might it just might (laughs) it might keep 500 it might be 500 yards away from a playground for god's sake I gotta stop. I gotta stop. I like, you, I gotta let Gerard breathe. He's 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 like he you know somebody somebody get him a paper bag. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. <sighs> like I'm not gonna be responsible for the first fatality on the show. Okay, that's not on me. Mm, 
It will be one we, but we, we, we already had one guest have to leave the screen to die laughing and then come back. I'm good. I, I'm I, I got it. I'm I got it together. I'm good. <laughs> well, for my own CD, I had three honorable, three honorable mentions. Of course yeah. you did. Hey, I actually had more honorable mentions for the, for Gerard CD than mine, so that's saying something. Yeah, his was a lot better. That's exactly what it says. Mm. Ah. <laughs> <My> first, <sighs> <laughs> I am gonna, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna blast you off from fucking Eldorado to your house. I swear to God, like it's gonna be a whole bunch for you. It's send gonna be whole, it's gonna send be me fun. to the city. Send me to the city of gold, man. I don't care. Send oh, me no, to no, Eldorado. No, no, no. Oh, no, no. We're going to Eldorado together. Then I'm gonna fucking blast you home once I get there. And I'm gonna take all the gold and leave. So it's gonna be a whole it's gonna be a whole punch and you're gonna be flying across the continent. So yeah. But the first I mentioned I had was Down for Life because it's a beautiful song about their road to where they got of how they got to this album, basically, and all the people they've worked with and basically how big they got in the last, in the first 10 years of their career. And how he I mean they got huge. They started their own fucking record label and had 20 artists on at one point. Like you can't disrespect what they did. They made so many good artists. Mad Child wouldn't be a thing without them. Swollen Members wouldn't be a thing without them. Freaking Head P.E. wouldn't be as big as they are without Cottonmouth Kings. Oh, boy. Hey, Head P.E. is fucking amazing. Jared Gnomes is a master. Okay, I'll bring Head P.E. sometimes in. Um, But my next one was Cruising because it's it's just a good song to drive around Stone to. And it's got good vibes. I mean, it's got good vibes, happy vibes. And then the last honorable mention I had was Said and Done. Because it's just like, a, it's a good way to end a CD. And it's a very peaceful song. Like, at the end of the day, when you're sitting there smoking a blunt, like, you can just listen, put that on and just be like, ah, relaxation completely. Number five was Back Home. Because who doesn't love being back home to be now? It's the greatest thing in the world when you're out of your house all fucking day, running errands you don't want to run, and then next thing, and then you come home, and it's, it's just amazing. Like, you just want to go back home. Number four was Ganja Days, because I love that song. Like, it's the perfect smoking song. Like, with their, they have the perfect melodies with their voices in it as well to match the music. And I mean, I, I love the way they, I love the way they actually can sing and rap at the same time. Like, it's just incredible. Rip Rock is just amazing. And just to put it out there, Cottonmouth Kings walked so that Dirty Heads could run with this album. They did because they came out a decade before Dirty Heads did. So, yeah, this is 2011. Yeah, and well, this this album is, but I mean, yeah, they they started in the early 90s. (laughs) Right, right. But yeah, I was you know even to see the 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 marriage of genres and how well it's pulled off in certain spots in this album. Yeah, it definitely gave me. Yeah, it definitely, definitely like kind of triggered some of that for me too yeah like kind of seeing how things have evolved in the landscape since i'm just laughing because chance is looking down like oh my god i can't believe it's through this <laughs> don't, don't don't encourage him the dirty heads got there on their own merit don't 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 let him think that that awful 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 band had anything to do with anything awesome ever <laughs> in the history of all time see anywhere it, it doesn't work as well chancy when the guest doesn't agree with you so, number th- number th- number three for me was closing time because it, it always made me think of like that 
other uh, closing time, like more rock song that I forget who did it. Semisonic. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say Semisonic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it always it reminded me of that, but like kind of different, but kind of similar. Like I, I think Semisonic's might come out a few years sooner, but I'm not sure. Like it might it was around the same time, I think. But I'm pretty sure Semisonic. Came out in like the nineties, man. Like ninety seven, ninety eight, I want to say. Yeah, yeah. I was in middle school for that. Yeah, that yeah, was, same. Yeah, uh, true. I was. I think. I, I think I wasn't. Ninety eight was a pretty solid year for music. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, that's when Cottonmouth Kingston won one of the best albums. But and n- n- number two was Love Lost because that's oh, n- Love Lost has always been one of my favorite songs by Cottonmouth Kings, and it's a great breakup song. Like. I've used it so many times in my life for breakups. It's a great breakup song. Like it just, it go, it describes exactly what you're feeling and just, and I mean, I love their beats. Like their stoner beats are just amazing. Like you could tell they're stoned as fuck whenever they make music. Like, I mean, obviously it's common. Okay. It's in the name and they're all the videos. They literally are wearing like freaking the mask and everything too. They just freaking get stoned to shit. And number one was she's dangerous. <laughs> Because who doesn't like a song about a dangerous woman because they exist everywhere in this world? So, I'm married to one. But, <laughs> uh, so, I mean, those are my top five. I mean, I just, I enjoy this whole fucking CD just because it's, it's so peaceful. I mean, it's just so peaceful. It's, I mean, Sunrise Sessions, it makes sense. It's it's literally a CD you could put on first thing in the morning when smoking. Like, when you're waking and baking, like, it's the perfect CD for that. But, and Chancey's like, oh, son of a bitch, you kidding me? But, uh, Gerard, what were your top five? Okay, so, you know, I will say there was a stretch, you know, that I thought was the strongest stretch on the album, and those songs comprise about three of my top five here. I'm going to start, though, um, with Boom Clap Sound. I just thought the hip-hop verses were really strong, you know? Uh, there, there were some bars in that song, and I just thought it was a really, really strong effort you know, in that regard. A couple tracks before that, you had California, which feel good vibe, you know, one of those moments on the album that just gets you, you know, gets you in an elevated mood. And then I I had written down in my notes here, California was feel good. And my garden was feel gooder (laughs) because (laughs) I I felt like it it took that, you know, it took the the vibe of California and took it up another notch um love lost was also on my list i just really love that interplay between the reggae and dubstep influences i thought it was really well done um you know and again as somebody who appreciates a good genre meld i thought they they nailed it there and it did remind me of a lot of the stuff that i like to listen to um and then back home definitely stood stood out for me because i have I love going back home after a long time in Nashville, you know, and just like seeing people I haven't seen and getting to do things I haven't done in a while. And what it does is it, you know, it refills your cup, it recharges your battery, you know, and it gets you ready. You know, there's that one part, you know, later in the song where he's like, all right, like I love the Pacific Northwest, but now it's time to go back to California. And it's like, you know, it just kind of illustrated that charge that you get from being in a different element and doing things a little differently for a while. Um, so that one, you know, that was my favorite for that reason because you know it's definitely something especially this time of year you know when i do make trips back to the northeast that i you know definitely resonated with me so those are my five yeah a lot of feel good moments i mean yeah i i did i enjoyed this album more than i thought i would more than i thought i would i i will say you know at first i was a little you know the first track i was a little like eh, we'll see where this goes yeah but after that like 
there are definitely some solid moments. Oh yeah, I mean the the first track. I mean that's why that's why it was literally my bottom song on my list is because I like it because they go through their career basically and yeah they, they say like we got to work with Tech Nine, we got to have ICP on a song, we got yeah. to we got to tour with Head PE, we got to do all this great stuff and like they're they're great. I like it because they're not snobby because they got big. Like they're still grateful for being able to make it even. Because they were just stoners from the suburbs. That's all they ever wore as kids. And they were kids who just made it. And I mean, working with bigger artists eventually like made them get huge, but they just, in their own work, did it. Like they just made themselves get huge because they could do so many genres on the same CDs ska, mm-hmm. rap, rock. They could do it all. Like even they have punk songs too. I mean, the last CD everyone had a couple punk songs on it, but I mean, they do a whole, actually, the, <laughs> the video you might have saw back in 2001 might have been. My favorite video, uh, the Rampage, the Stomp and Rampage uh, medley video they did. It's like basically all Clockwork Orange based, but possibly, a, yeah. It was a long time ago, <laughs> but uh, oh yeah, yeah. It, I mean yeah, trust me, I know. But yeah, it's just, I mean, I don't know. I Cottonmouth Kings to me, yeah, not all their stuff still stands like after decades later, but certain albums like this one do. Like they just, they're ones you could still put on and just like smoke a blunt to and. By the time it's done, you're just feeling good and you have these good vibes going out from listening to that instead of some like heavy metal or some shit. So as much as I love heavy metal, but it's just not the time for it. <laughs> right, yeah. But time and place, yeah. All right, chance a lot. Let's hear your top five. Oh, you assume I actually have a top five. <laughs> oh, I know you do. And uh C- CJ, if you want if you want to hear the discussion about dirty heads, then go back to the beginning of the episode. But that was the first album we talked about and we all, yeah. love we, all, we all love it. Yeah. That's the short of it. But So, uh, my number five was uh, California. Uh, number four was uh, She's Dangerous. Uh, number three was My Garden. Uh, number two was Ganja Days. And number one was Stay Stoned because, honestly, the two were absolutely required to even attempt to digest this audio garbage this is stoner music you have to be stoned for it it's stoner music like i mean it but it sobered me up though i mean what's that what's the point of that garbage if it doesn't do the desired result i mean it it, it, it couldn't have sobered you up as much as your album did no fucking way in hell oh i wasn't even i i wasn't even i wasn't even i hadn't even taken my medicine before I listened to my album because I was like, oh, this will be an easy fix. Blop. Because, I mean, I like I said, I specifically picked it outside of the shuffle because I knew you would hate it. I just knew you would hate it. <laughs> uh, well, and actually, yeah, it's funny because I, I, my garden is a good song. It's just not one of my favorites. But it's a, it's a damn good yeah, song. I mean, I, I had to pick five. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> oh, I, mean, I only picked four on yours, but that's because I didn't have a choice, really. I didn't. I mean, I, I didn't blame you for only picking four because honestly, I, I didn't expect you to even pick one. Honest. I mean, I literally, literally, the only reason I picked the album was because I knew you would just hate it. <laughs> I mean, that album. Would, that, uh, would, that album would you rather listen to? Would you rather listen to Muddy Waters? It's a close and Sun ha- and Sun House. It's a close call, actually. It's a pretty damn close call. They're both just about miserable. But 
Jesus Christ. Uh, but yeah, don't worry, Chanty. Cottonmouth Kings has like 10 more albums, so they'll make another appearance at some point. I, I told you, I have a nuclear deterrent. I just need to make sure that it's not like, you know, a prestigious guest like the one we have today, because I wouldn't want to put anybody through that kind of horror. It's got to be like a you and me episode, and it's just going to be the worst thing you could ever imagine. And I am totally here for it. Uh, so you're saying bring Freddy back on so you can fuck with him again? Oh, dude, perfect. Yes, yeah, solid. I mean, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Freddie will get it. He'll understand. I'd even message him and be like, hey, dude, don't even bother listening. <laughs> uh, or better yet, just bring Michael Colby on. Let him fucking shit over it. Uh, well, I mean, I would he tell Michael why I brought it, and he'd probably just be like, oh, dude, this thing was so awful, but I totally get it. <laughs> Uh, well, Gerard, where can they find you and where can they find everything you guys do? Like, promote yeah. yeah, undergroundmusiccollective.com is our central hub. Uh, you can find everything there uh, on social media. Instagram is our primary at UMC Nashville. You can also find us on YouTube at UMC Nashville as well. Focusing a lot more on the YouTube channel, that's where we also post every new episode of the Quinn Spin. Two ends and Quinn, two ends and spin. So that's on the UMC YouTube channel, but also you can find the podcast on all of your streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple, Google, uh, Stitcher, the, the, the like. And also you can learn more about the show at the website on, on undergroundmusiccollective.com, on Instagram at Quinn Spin Official. Uh, you can learn more about me if any of you are interested in that at Gerard Longo 12 on Instagram, which, you know, tends to be a lot of UMC stuff, but also just slices of life. Like, Right now, you know, I mentioned back home reminds me of going home. I'm actually, you know, I'm actually back in the Northeast right now as we speak, you know, and, you know, so you'll be seeing some life updates if any of you care. So, which you might not, but if you do, then uh, you're in luck, you know, over these next couple months, going to be out and about working a festival in PA. So you get to see me capering about. Uh, but yeah, those are all the things. Uh, they're also scrolling at the bottom of your screen. So, um, you know, yep. those are the primary outlets for all things UMC. Well, we were definitely glad to have you on. It's been a freaking amazingly fun episode. And you got to just basically see us rip each other apart like always. So it's always fun, I guess. But this was hilarious. Was, there was that moment where we didn't think I was going to make it through. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, the 100 feet of a playground that got me. Uh, but, but, uh, this is a lot of fun. I'd love to do it again sometime, guys. Absolutely. It'd be it'd be our pleasure. It'd be our pleasure. And like I said, if you ever want to bring any of the artists you help out on, we'd be we'd be glad to have the artists on as well. And we love having we love having artists on. It's always a fun time. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I'm sure I'm already thinking of people who I'm sure bring something interesting to the table. So don't worry, nice. I got I got some in mind. I got some in mind. Nice. All right, well we can definitely talk about that later and work uh, later and email back and forth about it. Yeah. Well, Chancy. Where can they find you besides flying through the air on your way back to Iowa? Uh, well, you know, uh, they can find me on Facebook under my name. If they can actually find me, good for them. Um, on Instagram and uh, TikTok, it's uh, the Red Eye Roundtable. And on Twitter, it is uh, Red Eye Table. And uh, on Maniacal Music Musings. 
on the YouTubes and all the other places you can get the Spotify's and stuff. <laughs> and he's right. He's right. You can find us on Facebook, streaming on my personal page, or you can find us on the Uncensored, Unapologetic, and Untamed YouTube Podcast Collective Facebook group. And you can also find us on Twitter and the Gram as at Juggalo Bastard. And you can find us on YouTube as Maniacal Music Musings. And the Tiki Taki is at Juggalo Bastard Podcast. And you could also find us streaming on YouTube at Blind Knowledge Network. Because all knowledge was blind until Chancey got knocked the fuck from Eldorado to home. So. <laughs> Again, when the lights go on, another ending to a night of Irish car bars. Lots of drinks, yet too many to remember. I was getting hooked up because my friend was the bartender, just playing pool and DJing on the jukebox. Tom Petty, Steve Miller, Snoop Dogg, and Pac. People spilling their guts like they some split hogs. But that's what happens when you mix pain and alcohol. Just put some money up and make a little sign wager. Eight ball, best out of five with just a little paper. It's always fun to put at least a dollar on it. And if you win, make sure your victory's always honest. Yeah, you never know when you're gonna lose and you never know.
place stops and looks at me Cats from the other side recognize my task What's up with that? I see what's friend Must be the crown on my neck I rep that H on my back yeah. Right into the ball, people looking on my star Right right into the ball, time to get some alcohol Right right, right into the ball, where I slip into my zone And I gotta yeah. get a shot yeah. of the hop yeah. strong So hey bartender, we gotta keep it moving Everybody wants a drink, so you better get to missing Need it kinda hurry, cause I need another shot Plus I wanna get blitzed Stay spark, I'm back in bundles Yo. Help this kid as I chase these dreams In this concrete jungle When the music stops and the lights go down And she calls for a final round Turn the beat